ushers in Palestinian state, catastrophe hits America, one of America's greatest times of need, Israel refuses help to America, Israel is attacked, America sends troops, chaos reigns as Americans protest help to Israel, then the fall of America will start with an internal revolution started by the communists, some of the people will start fighting against the government, the government will be busy with internal problems. Then from the oceans, Russia, Cuba, Nicaragua, Central America, and Mexico, and two of the countries will attack and defeat America in one day, in one hour, so great riches will come to naught. Welcome to the Prophecy Club. You know, one of the fun things <laughs> about what I do is some of the different topics that I get to discuss with you, and today is a real unusual one. We're going to talk about Dr. Frankenstein in Prophecy. Yes, Bible prophecy. You're probably saying, really? Hey, are you talking about the Dr. Frankenstein that I'm thinking? Yes, yes, here it is. Looked it up in Wikipedia. Victor Frankenstein is the main character in Mary Shelley's 1818 novel called Frankenstein, or the modern Prometheus. He is an Italian Swiss scientist who, after studying chemical processes and the decay of living beings, gains an insight into the creation of life and gives life to his own creation. Let me say it again. Gives life, let me say it again, listen carefully, gives life to his own creature. Read part of that again. Listen carefully because this actually does relate to Bible prophecy. Gains an insight into the creation of life and gives life to his own creature, often referring to as Frankenstein's monster, or often colloquially referred to as simply Frankenstein. Victor later regrets meddling with nature through his creation as he inadvertently endangers his own life, inadvertently endangers his own life as well as the lives of his family and friends, when the creature seeks revenge, when the creature seeks revenge against him. Oh, yes, it does relate (laughs) to Bible prophecy. It really does, okay? When the creature seeks revenge against him. Some aspects of the character are believed to have been inspired by 17th century alchemist Johann Conrad Dippel. Now, him I don't know. But, believe it or not, that actually does relate to Bible prophecy. And for our first example, we're going to go to Revelation 13, 13. And he doeth great wonders, now this is talking about your false prophet, so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. If you have watched the movie movie Frankenstein, I remember watching it when I was a kid, Yes, that's exactly what they did. They had fire come down, or as in lightning, come down, and then the doctor channeled it through the means of this big copper rod into the lifeless body, and that fire from heaven brought life to that. That's what is in the movie. Okay, let's go on. He doeth great wonders, so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men, and deceiveth them that dwell on the earth. That's me and you except for we're not going to be deceived by it, dwell on the earth by means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the first beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth, here it is, that they, in other words, the people that dwell on the earth, they should make an image to the beast. Now, we talked about this a little bit in a broadcast a day or so ago. Means that this image is not in the image of God, like Adam and all people after them. 
This is a man-created whatever. You can call it a clone if you want to, but it's made in the image of the beast. means that it has at least part, please hear me because I'm going to relate this to some other scripture in just a second, at least part of the DNA is means it is not of Adam, not of God, not of anything down through that bloodline, means that it has DNA that is not of God. It's the image of the beast, or we would say it today, DNA of the beast, which had the wound by a sword and did live. And he had power, that's the false prophet, had power to give life to the image of the beast. Is that not what I just read about Frankenstein? means that they're doing the same thing in the last days that they did in the first days. You go back to Genesis 6, the sons of God came down, made with the daughters of men, and their offspring became giants in the land. And by the way, they were men of uh, old, men of renown. That word renown in the Hebrew means they didn't die. They didn't have the, uh, the, the curse like death that Adam was given. They didn't have that curse. It didn't follow down through the bloodline, so they were living forever, one of the reasons that the flood had to happen. So he had power to give life to the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. And of course, from there comes the mark of the beast. Now let me jump to a couple of headlines to just bring this back to it's really happening. Headline, scientists say they can recreate, are you hearing that? Recreate living dinosaurs within the next five years. <laughs> that's what I'm, I didn't make that up. Okay, that's really a newspaper headline. Now let's go to Daniel. I want to show you this in another place in the Bible. I'm going to kind of get a running start at this. I could just read a few words, but if you're not really up on these scriptures, then you won't grab the real understanding. So let's get a running start of this. We're going to start at Daniel 2, verse 37. Now, this is talking about the statue of Daniel chapter 2 that Nebuchadnezzar saw in the dream. And it's basically saying that throughout human history, from Nebuchadnezzar forward, there's only going to be four world governments. Only four. The first one is the head of gold, Nebuchadnezzar. The second one is the breast and arms of silver. That's the Medes and the Persians. And then the breast and arms and belly of, of, of brass which is the Grecian Empire, and then the legs of iron, the feet part of iron and part of clay. It's essentially saying there's only going to be four world governments, and we are not in a world government today, but there is going to be a world government that rises up out of the Roman Empire, which was a pretty large empire at one time, basically out of Europe, and it will have the whole world under its control. Now, I've skipped a lot, kind of summarized a lot of that. That's going to allow us to jump down here. Now, let's talk about specifically the fourth world government, as in the world government that, in my opinion, when America falls, this is the government that rises up out of that. So let's jump to where it says, Whereas thou sawest the feet and toes, that's the world government, part of potter's clay and part of iron, and potter's clay, I believe, is Muslim. That fits in with several other places, which gets complicated. I'll miss my point if I go into explaining that. Part of iron and the kingdom shall be divided, but there shall be in it the strength of iron. So there shall be in it the strength of the EU or the European Union. For as much as thou sawest the iron mixed with miry clay, and as the toes of the feet were part of iron, means part of Rome, and part of clay means also including the Muslims, so the kingdom shall be partly strong and partly broken. 
And whereas thou sawest the iron mixed with miry clay, they shall, here it is, here it is, they shall mingle themselves. Now, the way we would say it today is they will mingle their DNA with the seed of men. Who's the they? So it means that these people in this fourth world government are going to do the same thing in Genesis 6 again. You remember I told you, history repeats itself and prophecies and most of the Bible repeats itself. As I've said, as Moses and Aaron stood before the Pharaoh is a type and a shadow, a prophecy that will repeat in the last days when a resurrected Moses as one of the two witnesses, and I'll tell you the other one, is John the Revelator. Those two will be standing before the beast, or i.e. the Antichrist, and the false prophet. So it's a picture, it's a prophecy to repeat, you see. Now let's go back. They shall mingle themselves, in other words, they're going to mix their DNA with the seed of men, but they shall not cleave one to another, even as iron is not mixed with clay. In other words, these people that are created out of the image of the beast, and apparently it's more than just one, apparently it's, so probably they have been, you know, there's been a real interest in all of this uh, DNA testing lately. You know, they want to get everybody uh, in their DNA tested. They, I don't know if you're aware of this or not. We haven't covered this in too many other broadcasts, but they want to have a worldwide DNA database. They'd like to have everyone's DNA. Why? Why? Why do they want to have DNA? I'll tell you why. Because they want to find the people that are already. <laughs> Look, I can't prove this. I can't prove it other than the Bible says it. Okay, so if you believe the Bible, then you got to believe this. means that they have probably already been mingling their DNA with the DNA of man. But they don't work together too well. Now, he says, in the days of these kings, meaning when there is a, a world government, and it has the Antichrist and the false prophet heading it up. Shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed? And the kingdom shall, this is important, not be left to other people. That's the nations. Don't have time to explain that. You have to get the book. Hopefully we'll have the book out here in a few weeks. But it shall, mingle in peace, but it shall, but it shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms. And it shall stand forever. Now, what that's saying is, let me go back to the headline. Scientists say they can create living, living, living dinosaurs within five years. What's the Bible say? Bible says that they're going to mingle their DNA between Lucifer and mankind. Now, next headline. Next headline confirms it too. Again, these are newspaper headlines, okay? Scientists are trying to clone Jesus Christ from DNA. I'm not kidding. <laughs> it really is a newspaper headline, I promise. Scientists are trying to clone Jesus Christ from DNA, and it has a video, and it's talking about alien UFO sightings and stuff like that. Point is, there's more than one people that are saying this, so I've got in the mouth of two or three witnesses. Let's go to another headline. New Israeli cancer vaccine may cure 90% of all cancer types in one shot. What? New Israeli cancer vaccine may cure 90% of all cancer types with just one injection. Well, how's that fit to, the, uh, to Bible prophecy? Yep, it does. Joel 2. Blow it. I'm going to get a running start on this because there, there's some important points i got to make. Blow the trumpet in Zion, that's Israel, 
Sound an alarm in my holy mountain. Let the inhabitants of the land tremble. For the day of the Lord cometh. The day of the Lord, well, I'll give you a little secret out of the book. It is the day of trumpets. It is the feast of trumpets. And that is when the trumpet sounds long, and that's the day that Jesus returns. In the evening they are, and the morning they are not. The day of the Lord is one evening and morning. It's not even a full 24-hour period. And in that one day, Jesus returns. And I, another day, another day. We'll, we'll, another day. We'll talk about that another day. Okay, for it is not a hand. A day of darkness and gloominess, a day of clouds and thick darkness. Why? Because the, the sun went out about three days ago. As the morning spread upon the mountains, a great people strong, there has not been the light, neither shall there be any more after it. Okay, wait a minute. What did the newspaper headline just say? Scientists are trying to clone Jesus. They're trying to recreate living dinosaurs. They say that they can fix a cancer vaccine in 90% of the cases. Then we look at Bible prophecy, and it says, A great people strong, and there's never been the like, neither shall there be any more after it, even to the many years of many generations. A fire devours before them, so it's a great mighty army. Behind them a flame burns, the land is a garden of Eden before them, and behind them is a desolate wilderness, and nothing can escape them. Now, here's the DNA part. The appearance of them as the appearance of horses and as horsemen, so shall they run. Okay, why would it say appearance of horses? Why wouldn't it just say horses or men on horses? It's because it's not men on horses. It's as the appearance of horses. They're not horses. I think it's talking about a cloned, as in a half man, half horse, as in what mythology calls a centaur. Like the noise of chariots on the tops of mountains shall they leap, like the noise of a flame, a fire that devoureth a stubble, as a strong people set in battle right. In other words, they're gathering for battle of Armageddon. That's what it is. For their face of the people shall be much pained. Why will their faces be in pain? I'll tell you why. Because Isaiah 30 verse 26 says the sun gets seven times hotter. And that is the day before it novas and goes to total blackness. And that's the reason it says in the rest of the verse, their, their face shall be much pained. All faces shall gather blackness. Now, I don't think that's because the sun goes out that their face turns black. I think their face turns black because apparently the sun novas goes seven times hotter and there's some kind of a ray that burns everyone's faces. It's saying that everyone's faces on earth that that sun hits, burns, and they all turn black. Now, here's the New World Order army. This is the army that's coming down to attack Jerusalem, attack Israel at the day of Armageddon, the day of the Lord. They shall run like mighty men. Why mighty men? Well, because they're DNA enhanced, you see. They are images of the beast. See, I think for a long time they've been working in these underground secret laboratories, cooperative with, (laughs) I'm not even going to say, let's put it this way. They've been working on this a long time. This should not be new news to you. Okay, so if they... Run like mighty men, and they will climb the wall like men of war. They're super. Okay, they're 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 enhanced, super enhanced. They are not sons of God. They are sons of the beast. They are in the image of beasts. Okay, and I believe they already have them. They just haven't been revealed. Also, part of them probably comes out of the pit. We'll get to that in just a second. They shall climb the wall like men of war. They shall march everyone on his ways, and they shall not break their ranks. Means they do as they're told. Neither shall one thrust another, 
They shall walk everyone in his path. Now listen to this. Here's your DNA testing. When they shall fall on a sword, they shall not be wounded. How do you do that? How do you fall on a sword and not be wounded? I'm going to tell you, there's one or two ways. Either they got some kind of a super coating that the sword will not go through, or the sword enters into them, and kind of like one of these super characters out here, I forget his name, heals up instantly, instant healing. Let me give you more proof. Now let's go to Revelation 9-2. And he opened the bottomless pit, and there arose a smoke out of the pit. I believe that it's talking about a giant crack that literally cracks the earth. And that crack goes all the way down so deep to where it literally opens the bottomless pit. Bottomless pit means there is a place in this gravitational earth of ours where a person can fall and fall and fall and fall for all eternity. Matter of fact, Satan's put there for a thousand years, and he shut up and seals put on him that he should not deceive the nations anymore until the thousand years are fulfilled. They fall, but they never hit bottom. Bottom of the pit is open. A smoke arose out of the pit as the smoke of a great furnace, and the sun and the air were darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit. Here it is. And they came out of the smoke, locusts upon the earth. Now, it didn't say horses. That's another one. This says locust. These are like insects. Think insects, only they're giant insects. Listen. Locusts upon the earth, and unto them was given power, of the scorpions of the earth have power. In other words, they have a stinging tail. It was commanded them that they should not hurt the grass of the earth, nor any green thing, any tree, only those men which have not the seal of God on their foreheads. And to them was given that they should not kill them. They don't kill anybody. But their job is to torment men five months. Why? They're trying to get the people on the earth to repent and turn to Jesus. They're trying to show them that they're powerless without Jesus. The whole point here, this is a giant recruiting campaign. They won't hear any other way. So God is making it very, very, very uncomfortable for tormenting them, trying to get them to lose their arrogance and pride and helping them to find Jesus and realize that they need a Lord and Savior, that they can't just fix everything in their life, you see. Now, let's go on. So, the shapes of the locusts were like unto horses prepared unto battle. Now, they're not in the shape of the horse. That's another one. And on their heads, I'll show you, were, as it were, crowns like gold. And their faces were as the faces of men. And they had hair as the hair of the women. And their teeth were as the teeth of lions. But they were in the shape of a locust. But they were like horses. How are they like horses? Here's the answer. And they had breastplates. As it were, breastplates of iron, and the sound of the wings was the sound of chariots and many horses running to battle. And they had tails like scorpions, and there were stings in their tails, and their powers hurt me in five months. You see, there's there's actually three woes. And I'm again, I'll get off into a tangent if I explain that. Are the horses that have heads like lion with tails that have heads, and those are in the shapes of horses. But this is, these are literally insects that fly and they make a really, really terrible sound that sounds like the chariots of horses running to battle. And they have stings in their tails and their, their power. They can't kill men. Now, the, the ones that are shaped like horses, they kill. And that they kill a third of mankind. These are designed for repentance. These are designed to bring torment to the people that have not already received Jesus because there's an X on the calendar. When we hit that X, Everybody, everybody is going to be sealed for all eternity. Either they are saved or they are not saved. Now, let's go to the final newspaper headline. 
Headline, finally, the drug that keeps you young. Now, I'm going to summarize this long article to say this. It came out October 23rd of 2018. It says, anti-aging pioneer explains a recent breakthrough which could ward off age-related disease. And it goes on to explain how a leading figure in biology of aging since the early 1990s when her research on the basic mechanism of cancer revealed an unexpected finding that cells enter a phase known as senescence, if I'm saying that word right. By the way, this is by Judith Campisi. Senescence, that prevents them from becoming cancerous. More than 25 years later, the insight has led into a new kind of drug that may slow or modestly reverse human aging. Really? That's kind of what they're saying right here, isn't it? Campisi's research is on the role of cellular senescence in cancer and other age-related diseases. Senescent cells undergo a transition into a twilight state where they are still active but no longer dividing. Research by Campisi and others have showed, here it is, this is what we've been waiting to hear, this was a strategy to derail incipient cancers, which are characterized by runaway cell division and growth. But she and others have also discovered that these senescent cells accumulate as we grow older, secreting an array of molecules that promote the tissue degradation associated with aging. So in the past years, this insight has led to the pursuit of a new class of drugs known as senolytics, which eliminate senescent cells and, in animal experiments so far, restore more youthful characteristics. What does that have to do with Bible prophecy? It has everything to do with Bible prophecy. Once again, going back to Genesis 6, the sons of God came down and made with the daughters of men. That is messing with the DNA. And their offspring did not inherit the curse of Adam. They did not inherit the curse to die. And so consequently, they were living a long time. So God had to send the flood so that everything had breath in his nostrils would not survive. Why? Because he was, the whole point is not to see that everybody gets to live a long time. The whole point of life is not to see that everybody has a nice life. This whole world, this whole existence boils down to one thing, and I'll bet you there are very few people that can answer the question. The purpose of this existence on this earth is to give the groom a bride. That's right. You and I want to be the bride of Christ, and not everyone that is saved will be the bride of Christ. But that's the real objective, so that at the marriage supper of the Lamb, and the marriage supper of the Lamb, there's two groups of people that get to go to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Not everybody. As a matter of fact, very few people get to go to the marriage supper of the Lamb. There's 144,000 barley that get to go. Again, you'll have to get my book to understand. It's complicated. And there's a lot of folks that are washing the blood of Jesus. Who are these arrayed in white robes? Whence came they? And I said unto him, Sir, thou knowest. And he said unto me, These are they which are came out of great tribulation and washed the robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore, here it is, this is you and I, therefore are they before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he that sitteth upon the throne shall dwell among them, and they shall hunger no more, nor the thirst any more, neither shall the sunlight nor any heat. For the Lamb that dwelleth in the midst of the throne shall feed them and lead them into living fountains of water, and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. And that's what we look forward to, brothers and sisters. 
an eternity spent with Christ. Now, there are other people that are not the bride of Christ, but they still get to live in eternity. I have picked seven of what I think are the best DVDs for you to get if you want to understand what is coming. Matter of fact, I probably quote from these seven DVDs more than any of the other. We've had over 330 DVDs that we've made over the last 25 years. So when I say these are probably seven of our top DVDs, I mean these are seven of our top DVDs. You want to understand what's going on? These are the ones to get. What we've done is put these seven together in a package. As you know, each DVD normally $30, $210 value. We're making all seven of them available right now for a gift of $75. Here they are. Storm, Judgment, and Revival. That's Shane Warren. You hear me talk about him all the time. Next one, Revelations for the Midnight Hour. All the time. I'm talking about Maury Scalar. I Saw the Dollar Dead, Daniel Davis. This is the guy that... Uh, I, can't, I don't have time to go through all of them. The End of Times... Augusto Perez, we just had him on here a few weeks ago. Will You Survive America's Fall? This is by Doug Metzger. Catastrophe, Meteor, Tsunami, and Earthquake. That's the guy that saw the meteor hit near Puerto Rico. And then my research, Meteor Destruction of America. Seven of what I think are the seven top DVDs out of the 330 DVDs over 25 years. $75, all seven of them, prophecyclub.com. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your prayers. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you for those gifts of support. God bless. Over these 25 years of being with the Prophecy Club, I have made 37 DVDs. And if you ask me, I think these last three are some of my best. Revelations on Revelation. Jesus is not the primary message of Revelation. What is? What is the morning star? Who are the two witnesses? And they're, by the way, not Enoch and Elijah. Final answer to the rapture question, definitive proof America is in Revelation, seven signs to spot the Antichrist early, the greatest misunderstanding of Revelation, and the surprising final plague on earth, and what is the difference in overcomers versus the remnant? The next DVD is Kings and Priests. Topics are, what is the third woe? Who are the nations? What is the morning star? Are all saints kings and priests, or are some kings and some priests? If God the Father sits on the throne, where does Jesus sit? Who sits on the other thrones? What are the other books? Why isn't the Holy Spirit mentioned once in Revelation? And then the final DVD, 17 Revelations in the Feasts and the Trumpets. And the topics are the next anointing of Jesus, very amazing. Seals, trumpets, and vials finally explained. The barley and the wheat harvests. Feast revelations in the last seven months six of the most amazing prophecy charts, and the three best New Testament and the three best Old Testament verses on the rapture. Each DVD valued at $30. You can get all three of them valued at $90 for a gift of just $45. It's called the Stan Johnson DVD set, available at prophecyclub.com. Three DVDs for a gift of $45. You'll love them. 
over 150 conferences and 50 debates defending the King James Version gives Adam Johnson the right to tell us what is the best Bible version in his new triple DVD set called King James or 400 Counterfeits, available at prophecyclub.com, gift of $45, prophecyclub.com. Each single Prophecy Club DVD is a gift of $30. In that you know the internet is going away one day, it is a good idea to actually have the disc. However, at WatchProphecyClub.com you can have instant access to over 200 titles on a recurring monthly subscription of $20 or yearly for $200 at WatchProphecyClub.com. That's $6,000 worth of information at WatchProphecyClub.com. That's WatchProphecyClub.com. What a deal. Brian Melvin did an excellent job making this DVD called Hell in a Box and From Hell to Heaven. Excellent talk. I've heard about 30 some odd talks of people that have passed on some to heaven, some to hell. This is one of the best ones. This held my attention all the way through. Now look, just as archaeology can be really powerful to win people to Christ, and you need that. You need this DVD in your hands to show people this will convince people. I'm saying this will convince the skeptic to get saved very powerfully. You want this DVD in this book, Hell in a Box and Hell to Heaven, and the book, A Land Unknown, Hell's Dominion. DVD gift of 30, book gift of 20, both for gift of 45, prophecyclub.com or 785-266-1112. The Hell Gift Offer. Keep them out of it with the Hell Gift Offer. ProphecyClub.com, 785-266-1112.